Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today for an in-depth exploration and comparative analysis of the global benchmarks and looking into a range of vital policy instruments, directives, initiatives, and financial mechanism tailored for the United Arab Emirates. These will be across six strategic dimensions within electricity, and water innovation. Just to highlight, these dimensions encompasses energy security, environmental sustainability, energy equity and financial viability, governance, access to finance, and of course, innovation. With you here, Iman Hussein, ESG Senior Advisor at WSP Middle East. My name is Mohammed Ali Qureshi, and I have an experience of around 13 years of in energy advisory services, currently working as a manager, energy and climate change advisory at WSP Middle East. We'd like to welcome to this podcast Dr. Hassan Javid, our energy advisory leader at WSP Middle East. Hassan uh, Javid is an experienced energy professional with 15 years of experience in the public and private sector advisory for power and utility corporations, energy regulators, and industrial clients. Welcome, Dr. Hassan, to this podcast. I guess my first question uh, would be by looking at the UAE and from that perspective, why you think this topic is very important. Thank you, Iman and Ali. I extend a warm welcome to our audience for joining our podcast today. So just to like sum up this question, I think conducting a thorough exploration and comparative analysis positions UAE as an engaged and well-informed contributor to global climate dialogues. This approach uh, allows to demonstrate its dedication to address climate change issues and implementing strategies that align with global sustainability objectives. And lastly, uh, incorporating global uh, best practices uh, positions UAE uh, to influence and shape international standards and policies uh, within the electricity and water sector. Thank you, Hassan, for giving us this insights on the importance of this topic. So what do you think are the, or should be the key criteria, including those strategic dimensions, specific objectives, and priority areas that uh, we should be considering while discussing the positioning of the UAE? In order to identify essential policy instruments, directives, and fiscal mechanism, it is imperative to develop a thorough set of criteria for benchmarking. This involves a thorough analytical process aimed at ensuring precision and depth in the evaluation. The criteria should be strategically crafted to assess the efficacy and relevance of the chosen countries, uh, policy instruments and fiscal mechanism in specific context of UAE energy sector and its overarching climate change management goals as well. A holistic approach is essential to capture the complexity of energy landscape and the evolving dynamics of the climate change uh, mitigation efforts. Additionally, the criteria should reflect the unique challenges and opportunities inherent in the UAE energy industry, ensuring the benchmark process aligns seamlessly with the UAE broader strategic goals as well. Uh, furthermore, uh, the benchmarking criteria should not only gauge the current state of the policy instruments and fiscal mechanism, but should also possess a forward-looking approach and perspective as well. That was very insightful. So we would like to hear from you elaborating a bit more on the specific priority areas across the strategic dimensions. 
Absolutely. So as you've already mentioned, the uh, six strategy dimensions. So if you look at the energy security, it involves a critical assessment across mainly three pivotal dimensions, uh, diversification uh, to focus on a varied and reliable energy portfolio, resilience to emphasize the ability to withstand and recover from disruptions, and lastly, it's the self-sufficiency, uh, which is centering on reducing dependence on external energy uh, sources. The second dimension, analyzing energy equity and financial viability, it requires a comprehensive examination, again, across three fundamental aspects. The first one is affordability to ensure energy accessibility for all. The second one is the consumer protection, safeguarding the rights and trust of the energy consumers. And the final one is the financial viability that evaluate the economic sustainability of the energy system. Uh, considering the environment and sustainability perspective uh, requires a thorough investigation into key essential elements, uh, which includes the decarbonization, uh, aiming to minimize carbon emissions and environmental impacts, uh, energy conservation and efficiency, uh, which promotes uh, responsible resource utilization and decentralization, which encourages localized and sustainable energy production uh, for the distribution system. Exploring the access to finance perspective uh, that requires a focused inquiry into sustainable finance, uh, seeking financial mechanism that supports environmental as well as socially responsible energy initiatives uh, which are being developed. And lastly, investigation into the innovation perspective uh, demands a critical evaluation of three key areas. Uh, the digital aspect, which is quite key uh, to leverage technology for enhanced uh, energy solutions. R&D, fostering continuous exploration uh, and improvement in energy technologies. And the systematic innovation uh, to introduce a structured approach to innovation uh, within the energy sector. By looking at these dimensions and these key areas, what is the uh, UAE's position across this comprehensive criteria? And I guess my other question is, what direction are the planned initiatives driving the UAE within the electricity and water sector? The UAE has uh, restated its uh, firm commitment to achieve net zero carbon emissions by the year 2050. Commitment that solidifies through the endorsement of the UAE government net zero 2050 charter. So this charter serves as a pivotal instrument uh, guiding the nation proactive stance in combating climate change and straining towards a sustainable future. In adherence to this uh, ambitious initiative, uh, various public sector entities within the UAE have been thoroughly engaged in the implementation of those strategic initiatives. And these initiatives are designed to not only diversify and secure energy sources, but also to foster economic resilience, uh, environmental conservation, and social sustainability as well. On the back of it, central to this comprehensive approach is an extensive strategy uh, that spans the entire energy ecosystem, covering generation, transmission, distribution, and the storage elements of it. By addressing each factor of the energy uh, landscape, UE is actively propelling itself towards a clean, sustainable future. Uh, the emphasis on the strategic projects across the entire energy value chain uh, reflects a holistic vision. The commitment to project reviews of the strategic target shows UAE adaptability and responsiveness to evolving technologies and international agreements. 
Just to build on that, if I'm going to focus on the electricity and the water sector, can you tell us what UAE is doing on the energy security front? The UAE is like practically enhancing its energy uh, or electricity infrastructure through the Amherst National Grid project, aiming to interconnect key authorities uh, responsible for the power supply across the Amherst. In tandem, the UAE Water Security Strategy 2036, developed by the Ministry of Energy and Infrastructure, constitutes a comprehensive plan to ensure the sustainable access to water resources. The strategy targets 21% reduction in uh, water demand, increased water productivity, 95% treated water reuse, and expanded water storage capacities. That takes me to the second dimension, which is energy equity and financial viability. From your perspective, what the UAE is doing on that front? Considering energy equity and financial sustainability, the UAE is actively incorporating tariff reforms in accordance with its national climate change plan. Uh, for instance, uh, Abu Dhabi government has introduced a stimulus package uh, with a budget of $5 billion AD to offer subsidies for water and electricity, aiming to uh, elevate the living cost of individuals and support businesses. Another illustration from Abu Dhabi is the Department of Energy Consumer Protection Policy, which places a priority on the equitable and transparent customer treatment. From a financial viability standpoint, the UAE is in the process of refining uh, sector charges and tariffs uh, to establish appropriate price signals that encourages uh, responsible consumption and reduce the need for subsidies. So this is an area that UAE has to work on within the next uh, 10 years of policy waves. That takes me to the third dimension, the environment and sustainability. So what are the key highlights from the current initiatives and key policies uh, planned or implemented by the UAE? So if you look at the environment sustainability, like we have to look in the context of decarbonization. Uh, so the 2023 NOD, uh, national energy strategy uh, envisions a substantial shift in the energy mix by 2030 targeting 12% renewables, 20% nuclear, and 68% natural gas, uh, which totals up to 32% from clean sources. Uh, an example uh, is the Abu Dhabi Energy Outlook 2050, which introduces policy initiatives such as demand-side management, uh, low-carbon hydrogen support, uh, regulatory policies for clean energy certificates, and electric vehicle charging infrastructure work. So the UAE, which has one of the lowest grid emission factors globally, aspires to achieve a grid, grid emission factor of 0.27 kilogram uh, CO2 per kilowatt hour by 2030, which is which is which is great from 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 an Energy efficiency standpoint, the Energy Strategy 2050 outlines the goals for 42 to 45% increase in energy efficient consumption by 2050. Um, so targeting reductions in energy use, water consumption, CO2 emissions, and potentially uh, this, this is all uh, wrap up to a savings of around 226 billion AD by 2050. If I'm going to look at the three other dimensions, uh, which uh, we've mentioned, there are governance, access to finance and innovation. From your perspective, what UAE is doing when it comes to these dimensions? And again, the focus is on electricity and the water sector. So uh, the UAE has like implemented a, a comprehensive energy policy uh, monitoring and evaluation procedure which kind of ensures uh, continuous assessment of policy instruments uh, post-implementation. 
Uh, this involves ongoing data collection and analysis to monitor policy progress, uh, evaluate performance, and inform uh, the decision makers. Uh, in the scope of sustainable finance, uh, a good example is Abu Dhabi Global Market, uh, which introduced a robust uh, regulatory framework in 2023 uh, to promote sustainable finance, uh, com uh, compromising um, uh, of ESG disclosures, uh, sustainable linked bonds, and green uh, climate transition funds. Uh, so this entity aims to facilitate UAE achievement of uh, net zero greenhouse gas emissions by the by the year 2050. Um, additionally, the UAE prioritizes innovation and uh, transformation, uh, and digital is is a key aspect in it. Uh, initiatives like the UAE Green uh, Agenda 2015 to 2030. Uh, it focuses on advancing clean technologies, research and development. Uh, the UAE Water Platform that's been developed by Ministry of Energy and Infrastructure serves as an integrated information system that provides essential water resources for strategic planning and sustainable management. Dr. Hassan, so far we were discussing mostly about the initiatives that has already been taken by the UAE. So when we discuss about the future, now we're going to be more specific on the future energy landscape, energy and water landscape of uh, UAE. How do you envision the energy security landscape of UAE uh, evolving around uh, the span of next 10 years? In the context of decarbonization, the UAE is urged to take a leading role uh, in implementing environmental friendly strategies uh, to address climate change and enhance sustainability. Uh, it can draw inspirations from some of the successful initiatives uh, in various regions such as uh, California, uh, British Columbia, India, and the UK. The emphasis should be on adopting comprehensive electrification measures across buildings, uh, transportation, and industrial sector. The UAE uh, pursuit of sustainability aligns with the global efforts uh, as evident uh, by diverse in, uh, initiatives uh, tailored to specific needs and priorities in various regions. Uh, some of the noteworthy examples include uh, British Columbia, uh, green power certificates, uh, Japan's green bond and cap and trade system, uh, California's uh, renewable portfolio standards, uh, India's renewable purchase obligations and UK contract out differences. So these initiatives serve as guiding models uh, for sustainable development in their respective context. Uh, to further align with the global trends, uh, the UAE should consider specific examples uh, such as California's promotion of clean hydrogen and carbon removal technologies uh, through distinct programs. Additionally, Singapore's uh, active uh, engagement in formulating safety guidelines and industrial standards for hydrogen utilization in fuel cell applications uh, are very relevant uh, to benchmark for the UAE efforts. Uh, from the demand side management standpoint, uh, the UAE has the potential to bluster its strategies by incorporating global best practices. Uh, this involves implementing dynamic pricing mechanisms similar to those observed in California. Uh, from, from the storage perspective, uh, essential drivers within the domain of energy storage system advocate for 
initiation of homegrown or regional battery manufacturing in UAE, emphasizing uh, the integration of renewable energy, uh, drawing parallel with, with, with the methodology that was adopted by Japan. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of uh, things uh, that UAE can kind of look up to. They have a concrete plan for the next 10 years across the energy security. Another aspect uh, which I feel is this is, is again very important is the energy equity that includes elements like consumer protection and affordability. What do you think, like in your opinion, should be the key interventions uh, that are required in these particular domains, uh, especially in the changing energy landscape of UAE? Is there any need for electricity reforms or or changing market structure? If you look at like examining the pricing reforms through like global lens, reveals that there are like various strategies which are being employed by various nations. Some of these successful strategies are across Japan, California, India as well, uh, Singapore to enhance the efficacy and the sustainability of their uh, electricity system. In contrast, the UAE currently uh, reliant on subsidized tariffs may consider transitioning to a diversified rate structure uh, to foster energy conservation. From the consumer protection perspective, uh, elevating consumer safeguards within the energy sector of the UAE involves implementing equitable and accessible initiatives that include tiered pricing based on income and adopting consumer-centric approaches, uh, which is influenced by global examples such as the one in the UK and Saudi Arabia. From the innovative tariffs and open access and wheeling perspective, in UAE, progressive tariff structures should prioritize efficient electricity utilization and sustainable energy practices. It can draw inspirations from British Columbia and California. This involves implementing time use of pricing, green tariffs for renewable energy adoption, and time of day tariffs based on the solar hours, and smart tariffs utilization across the smart meters as well. To enhance the electricity accessibility, the UAE can adopt successful strategies from the German market and the Japanese market as well, gradually liberalizing the market and expanding open access for industrial and residential commercial users. So, so when it comes to the best practices for policy settings, what do you think are the areas that UE needs to focus upon? Is it related to the reassessing and aligning the roles of the stakeholders or evidence-based policy making? From the from the roles and responsibility of stakeholders and evidence-based policy making, in UAE optimizing a policy formulation requires the adoption of an international influence collaborative framework. This involves establishing sector specific specific regulatory bodies, drawing inspiration from models like California and British Columbia, with a focus on promoting public engagement and collaboration with research institutes. UAE can adopt global best practices in evidence-based policy makings, which is a key area uh, for UAE to work on. Uh, this includes implementing advanced climate modeling uh, techniques similar to those in, say, British Columbia, uh, or adopting Japan uh, evidence-based policy making framework, uh, improving data quality, a key aspect, and taking uh, inspiration from California and the UK Green Book, uh, can enable UAE to generate comprehensive energy reports and prioritize the value for the money that's been spent. 
So when it comes to access to finance, we do understand that UAE has an energy strategy 2050 that aims to triple the contribution of renewable energy and invest between 150 to 200 billion AD by 2030 to meet uh, the country increasing demand for energy as a result of rapidly growing economy. So in your opinion, what should be the policy instrument that could drive the access to sustainable sustainable financing for the clean energy projects. To enable the transition to clean energy, I would advocate for introduction of diverse financial instruments, uh, including contract of differences, insurances, hedge funds, uh, carbon pricing strategies, and innovative public-private partnership models. Uh, Furthermore, a specified credit risk coverage mechanism tailored for advancing cutting-edge technologies in the clean energy sector are also paramount. Yes, uh, like uh, this is again very insightful. So when it comes to boosting the overall innovation landscape of UAE power sector, so what areas you think that needs to be focused by UAE and what interventions are required at government level? Elevating the research and development domain does require sustained financial support and collaborative initiatives, including matching uh, grants and creation of the innovation hubs dedicated to establish the clean energy technologies, which is very critical. So the the key technologies in focus include low-carbon hydrogen, the evolution of power grid into intelligent, efficient, and resilient system, typically called as grid 2.0. Carbon capture utilization and storage, very critical if you want to achieve carbon neutrality by mid-century. Digital twin technologies, uh, offshore wind innovation, again, very critical, and advancement in the next generation solar cells. If we talk about the water sector, can you share your insights on how the UE long-term water security outlook should look like, considering the aspects like diversification or resilience or security of supply? Water is like an important part of the equation as well. So if if you look at the decarbonization roadmaps for water supply in the UAE, it can actually have these valuable insights from some of the global models. These nations have demonstrated a strong commitment uh, to reduce carbon emissions and fostering sustainability in their water sector. An example is British Columbia, uh, which has utilized renewable energy and innovative technologies uh, within their water sector. California. Uh, This is another great example which prioritizes the energy efficiency in renewable sources in water treatment. Uh, So by by just drawing inspiration from these global initiatives and uh, endorsing centralized uh, water treatment and localized solution, uh, the UAE can significantly enhance its water resilience and sustainability. How can the UAE ensure that its water supply remains affordable? Because like within water security like uh, and water supply affordability, is also closely linked to that. What innovative strategies or policies can be implemented uh, to balance the need for sustainable water management with the goal of safeguarding consumers from undue financial burdens in this critical sector? So what's your take on that? In the UAE, uh, the complex task is to maintain affordable water supply for all residents, coupled with robust consumer protection measures, addressing the dual challenge of sustainable water management and preventing financial burdens. 
on consumers uh, that involves key considerations, drawing inspiration from successful practices like in the California region. The UAE can establish a comprehensive monitoring and assessment framework to systematically evaluate water quality, accessibility, and affordability. Learning from the UK, UAE can prioritize collaborative long-term planning uh, with water supply companies involving uh, consumers in developing sustainable supply strategies that addresses affordability concerns, partnerships with these stakeholders, especially for the nature-based solutions, uh, and emphasizing customer engagement and affordability testing is crucial to meet the diverse needs of the residents. Thanks, Dr. Hassan. So how can UE strategically boost its research and development efforts in the water supply sector? Absolutely. Research and development is, is a buzzword within within water. And a uh, huge amount of grants are, are being available right now to work on, on these technologies. In response to the challenges that's been posted by climate change, uh, UE should strategically position itself as a center for uh, initiating water research to enhance the sustainability and resilience of its water supply systems. And it's, it's going to be very critical what in-house research and development that will be done within UAE across the key water challenges that uh, UAE or, or, or in a larger perspective the region is actually facing. Based on everything that you've mentioned and the examples and the best practices from the other countries that you've also mentioned, do you have any recommendations for the UAE? If we're going to look at the broader perspective of UAE's ambitious to pursue or achieve a carbon neutrality by 2050. I think definitely crafting a comprehensive uh, and resilient electricity strategy is essential for UAE, especially in anticipation of the overarching objective of achieving carbon neutrality by mid-century. This strategy should weave together elements of energy security, sustainable decarbonization, cost effectiveness, innovation, and resilience to drive economic growth while aligning with uh, climate uh, sustainability imperatives as well. Active participation and cross-border electricity trade should be a a foundational element of UAE approach, enhancing renewable energy integration, stability, cost efficiency, and revenue generation. So this involvement positions UAE as a dynamic force in the regional energy landscape. Also, central focus should be on nurturing the growth of renewable energy sources, moving away from the traditional thermal generation in favor of cleaner alternatives like the solar and hydrogen blends. Simultaneously, initiatives related to circular economy, including battery recycling, waste energy programs, and extended producer responsibility adoption should be championed to enhance the resource efficiency and integrate the sustainable technologies into the energy sector. To drive innovation, uh, UA should implement regulations incentivizing advanced technologies such as battery storage, smart grids, and low-carbon solutions. And finally, across the financial tools, plays like a very crucial role in encouraging investments in uh, clean energy projects, establishing mechanisms like carbon pricing, 
renewable portfolio standards, uh, public-private partnerships, and contracts for differences can provide the necessary incentives for private entities to invest in uh, sustainable energy initiatives. Simultaneously, a clear and robust data framework within the electricity factor, uh, sector is essential for informing policy decisions and effectively assessing policy impacts as well. Very interesting and very insightful. I guess that brings us to the end of our episode. I want to thank you, Dr. Hassan, for joining us today and for your insights and the interesting discussions that we had today. I know we can spend hours just talking about this topic. At the same time, I want to thank you, Muhammad Ali Qureshi, also for being with thank us you. today. Thank and you, thank you, To everyone listening, thank you for listening all the way through. Please leave us uh, comments if today's episode has been interesting or sparked your interest. And please don't forget to join us for our next episode.